Are you a pastor or ministry leader? Are you thinking of making a transition from your current ministry position? Before you do, take some time in a quiet place to reconnect with God. Focus on the Family Canada has designed a renewal retreat for couples in ministry. Come visit us at Kareth Retreats, a quiet sanctuary where you can receive from God and deepen your connection to Him, your spouse, and your calling. Find rest, find renewal, find reconnection with God. Find out more at carethretreats.ca. The following program is sponsored by Focus on the Family and is supported by the prayers and financial gifts of wonderful friends like you. Imagine what it's like to sail on the open sea. The wind, the waves, the sunshine, the tranquility of it all. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? But suddenly, without warning, your calm and peaceful moment is shattered by chaos. The ship you were sailing on is under attack by pirates. It's chaotic. It's awful. The scenario is very similar to what can happen to you almost every day if you're a mom, especially during those early childhood years. Thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. We're going to be sharing some encouragement and hope, especially for young moms. And dads, we'd recommend you hang around as well because a mom with young children needs all the support she can get. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller, and your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. John, that was impressive. <laughs> Let me applaud that. <laughs> wow. Drama. I heard you yeah. do the drama. Well, we'll have to look for opportunities yeah, like that. It was go. inspired by memories of raising small children and what my wife was like when I got home. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that show a different time. Okay. But today we're talking about peace pirates. This is a great concept. And, uh, you know, I wasn't the pirate. I was more like Batman as a kid running around saving I the neighborhood. I identified with him, too. Though. I don't know <laughs> I why. used a towel and a clothespin <laughs> to create the cave. <laughs> Many boys We did. didn't have a lot of money, but uh, it was so much fun. But uh, what you're describing uh, can be a challenging situation season for moms and dads who are caring for young children. It is chaos. It is that storm and the winds and the waves crashing into the the ship of your family. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to talk with a wonderful guest about some of those observations and how to embrace the moment and perhaps even calm the storm. Yeah, we're uh, really happy to have Ashley Willis back with us again here in the studio. Uh, She was here a few months ago with her husband, Dave. Uh, describing how you can have a stronger, healthier marriage, even during storms. And uh, today we're going to be hearing more about a book she wrote. It's got a great title, Peace Pirates, Conquering the Beliefs and Behaviors that Steal Your Treasure in Motherhood. And you can find out more when you call us, 800, the letter A in the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Ashley, welcome back to Focus. Thank you. I just love being here with you guys. Now, did you realize this was going to be an intervention for John and his pirate, uh, his pirate <laughs> desires? We booted the pirates off the ship. It's all good now. That was imp- I'm still impressed I by know, that. I know. I was impressed, too. It was great. Ashley, uh, let's get into it. You're a mother of four boys ages 7 to 17. Yes. Moms listening just went, wow, <laughs> you're like esteemed among all women, four oh, boys goodness. of those ages. We have two, mm-hmm. and uh, but I mean, it, it is busy. Yes. And I'm sure households with girls are busy too. Don't let Absolutely. me fool anyone. Um, in that regard, um, with that busyness, how do you continue to love your children in that way that you want to, that you know they need to? Be loved yes. with all that going on. I mean, with the runny noses, with the messes, with the cleanup, with the loads of laundry, everything that's going on, no matter how you and Dave divide those responsibilities. But right. man, how do you keep the ship moving in the right direction toward a North Star? 
Oh my goodness. I think it just takes, it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of monitoring and adjusting. If there's anything I've learned, you know, in being a mom for 17 years now, that's what I've, I've learned that I never really figure it out. It's pretty amazing when you say it that way, being a mom for 17 years. I know it really, I I'm still like, have I really been a mom that long? But that's, that's how long yeah, I've been a mom. You're not that and, old by the way. Oh good. Well, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But I'm telling you, the, these kids, they, they've taught me so much because just when I think, and just when Dave, my husband, thinks like, oh, we've got this parenting thing down, there's a new season, maybe we add an additional child to the family, something else changes, you know, their life will throw a lot of things your way. And so there is a lot of chaos. And I've, you know, I kind of, for a big portion of my life, believe the lie that chaos, and that many of us believe, I think this is kind of what our culture believes, that really, you cannot have peace if there's any kind of chaos in your life. Like the only time you can really have peace as a family, as a mom, as a dad, mm is when there's like your circumstances are calm and everything is going your way. You're achieving those dreams you set out. The kids are always behaving like that. That was my belief. And what I found, gosh, in all the years being a mother is, man, if that's the definition, how in the world can I ever experience God's peace? And so I set out on this journey to really discover, you know, how can I have peace in motherhood? Because I don't want to just begrudgingly get through motherhood and just survive it. I want to actually thrive and I want to truly enjoy my kids. And so that's why I talk about these things I call peace pirates, these things that are kind of attacking my peace, because that's what pirates want to do. They want to steal from you. They want to make you feel, you know, like everything's topsy-turvy. And there are things in our life that do this. But in the book, I describe, you know, how we can really combat that. And it really starts first by understanding what God's peace really is. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't know why we have this boat metaphor going, but we yes. do, the pirate thing. But, <laughs> yes. you know, Jesus himself in the storm. Exactly. He was asleep. Exactly. And the disciples weren't really happy about that, I don't think. They didn't seem to expect, like, how can he sleep through this? Mm-hmm. Right? And then he kind of wakes up and says, hey, you guys got your attention on the wrong thing. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I mean, it- that is the analogy. It is. And I, and I love that story too, because, you know, he's recorded as saying, peace be still. And he does calm the waters. He does calm those chaotic circumstances really to kind of teach the disciples a lesson and that they can depend on him. But he also, in essence, is telling us, listen, even when the waters are going crazy, if you can just trust, trust in the Lord, trust that he still sees it all, that he's still with you, you can actually have peace in the midst of the storm. I actually did a Hebrew word study on the word peace. Many people know it's shalom, you know, in the Hebrew. You go to Israel today, Instead of just saying hello, they're going to actually say shalom, which actually means have God's peace. And when you look at the deeper meaning of this and the earliest way that the Hebrews wrote this word to each other, the four symbols that make up the word shalom actually carry this definition. It means breaking the authority established by chaos. Wow. I know. And when I set out to write this book, I didn't even know that definition yet. But when I looked at it, I just... It just blew my mind because I thought, oh my goodness, that's what God wants us to have. He wants us to have his peace, and it means being under his authority, not the authority of whatever chaos is going on in our life, not the authority of a wayward teenager, not the authority of, you know, the tantrums of a toddler, not the authority of a financial situation that's just making us feel like we can't get a grip on life. You know, we have to make sure that we put all of those things under God's authority by surrendering them to him and also trusting him. And I mean, really having peace in the midst of chaos has a lot to do with trust. We do a series with Ray Vanderlaan called That the World May Know, and he's a Jewish scholar. And he yes. adds to that, too. He says, when sin entered the world, chaos entered the world. Yes. Isn't that a great way to look at that? And that, that's what you know. That's what batters our ship every day, right. is the chaos of this world. Um, you know, keeping that trend of the boat metaphor, you had a kayak story <laughs> in the book that was... 
I mean, first of all, it's hilarious, but you start it. I'm going to jump in and say something. You go ahead. Sure. All right. Well, when I was pregnant with our fourth boy, I was about 30 weeks pregnant. So I had, you know, two elementary schoolers at the time. And I think our third was probably two or three years old. I decided it was a good idea for us to go and do this big kayak trip. Here's you know, the interruption. You... What were you thinking? Oh my gosh, Jim, I don't know. <laughs> 30 weeks pregnant? Yes. What were you... Was this I like a this. pregnant thing? It was a pregnant thing. Did you go, thing. oh, let's go for this kayak? It really was. Well, How we did you at, even like comfortably get in the thing? I don't even know. Like I look back on this because I had to have on, you know, a, a, a vest, a vest yeah. and everything. And I'm like, how did this even happen? But we were on a little family stroll by the Savannah River in our town of Augusta, Georgia. And I'd always wanted to do the kayaks. And I saw them and I had that pregnancy brain moment. And I was like, this is the moment. It's a beautiful day. It's not too hot. Let's do this. And my sweet husband looked at me probably like I was crazy, but was like, if you're in for it, I guess I am too. So we proceed to go on this kayak trip. And as you can imagine, we have two separate kayaks. Dave's, you know, in one kayak with with two kids. And I think I'm in one with our toddler. And our toddler... <laughs> Make it even better. No, it is insane. So our toddler starts being just nuts. Like he's moving the kayak. And I, of course, don't have the mobility that I would usually have because I'm 30 weeks pregnant. And so we are almost tipping. And I, I'm very calmly trying to tell him to stop. But then I'm all out. Like I get to the point where I'm yelling and I'm like, stop it. We're going to tip. And he didn't know how to swim. And I didn't know what my buoyancy was going to be like. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, and Dave and I too are trying to communicate, you know, from kayak to kayak down this river. I noticed this young couple, like young married couple just strolling and looking at us like gawking like what's going on with that crazy mom is that our future I mean, seriously i told dave i said we were birth control that day like we legit were birth control and um and they're just gawking at us like what is going on and we we made it and it ended up that it was so bad with the toddler at the time because he just you know he was just sure just being, being a, toddler. a toddler exactly so dave tethered our kayaks together and he alone with our, our older boys, he was just the man in that moment. He was. But he, uh, with our older boys' help, kind of like just got us to the finish line. And then a bus with the kayak, the kayak company came to get us because I'm like, there is no way we're going back. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was nuts. And I think, you know, one lesson I learned is you have to set yourself up to win. Like, you don't set yourself up to fail. And I think, again, I wasn't looking at what was really required to do this two-hour kayak track. But also, I just learned in that moment, too, just just how that is really a metaphor for a lot of the years of raising kids. Yeah. Because it is so topsy-turvy, and they don't always cooperate. And, you know, you can have the best laid plans, and they don't go your way. But what I was trying to do kind of in those years of studying peace and trying to really be the best mom I could be was, like, how do I have good, ex- you know, healthy expectations, but also when it doesn't go my way, how can I still appreciate this gift of motherhood? Because I want to appreciate it. I want, I want to just relish these years because they go by so fast. You stress for moms not to miss the moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to get so distracted by those chaotic things that you're, you're missing the things that count. Right. I guess the question on behalf of moms is, okay, how do you discern when that moment is and I don't want to miss that moment and what are the moments I can just forget right Mm. (laughs) 
Well, I do think, I'm glad you mentioned that there are moments that you want to forget. And I, I think that we're, you know, we're human beings. We're not perfect. God doesn't expect us to be perfect parents. He's the only perfect parent. And I actually take great comfort in that. Like I look at the stories of uh, Jesus's parents. I mean, they lost him for three days. I'm like, <laughs> man, if that's in the word, like God, God understands it as parents, we get stressed out. And he just puts that story in there for good measure to let us know, hey, there are no perfect parents. So I, I take great comfort in that. But I think that even with knowing that, I think it's really important that when we blow it, we do say we're sorry. Our kids need to see us having a repentant heart, like when we blow it, just owning that and saying we're sorry. But then I think that not staying in the thick of whatever happened too long and finding the humor in it. And that's something that my husband, Dave, has it's just helped me so much. I mean, he's so good at finding the humor at the right moment. I mean, it has to be at the right moment because it can definitely not go <laughs> yeah, so can, well. That can backfire. That can backfire <laughs> real fast. But like as a family, like even this kayak trip, for example, you know, once we got in the car and I'm feeling like a total failure as a mom, like, cause I just lost my mind out there on the water. And I was just like, man, this was supposed to be a good moment. And now it's just going to be this bad memory. And I think one of our older boys was like, mom, that was so awesome. You went crazy. And, <laughs> and you know, and he's like, and those people were staring at us. It was so funny. And I like was so mad at first. But then I, was, I just started laughing, and I was just like, guys, you're right. I am so sorry. Oh, that's good. I said, I'm so sorry I lost my temper. Hopefully we can look back on this and laugh. And let me tell you, this was many years ago. We have laughed and laughed over this story. And so sometimes, you know, those worst moments can become like just – it can give you some levity just in the, yeah. in the day-to-day life. And so we, we actually – that has become one of our favorite stories at, at my um, expense. But yeah, yes. no, but it's good. It's one of those markers. <laughs> yes. And it's great for your kids. Those are great lessons when they can yes. remember it like that, mm-hmm. see it illustrated, and so good of you to come back and talk about your failures with your kids. No, seriously. <laughs> well, we all fail, right? Yeah, we absolutely. Uh, you've identified four peace pirates, these things yes. that rob our joy and rob us of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they? All right. They are mommy martyrdom, which is a big one. And we can talk a little bit about that if you want. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's hit it. All right. So this is one where I remember when I was writing this book and explaining it to my friends, just kind of seeing what they thought about this. Uh, it was one that, that at first as, as mothers were like, we don't do that. But I actually, I based these four peace pirates on an actual survey that I did with 300 moms okay. because I wanted to see what are the tendencies? Is it just my opinion or is this a tendency for most mothers? And this is from mothers of all walks of life with all different age kids, married and unmarried. And so, this is mommy martyrdom. Yes. So what does that this mean? This was a big one. So mommy martyrdom is basically when we end up making our kids an idol and we actually kind of neglect ourselves to the point of like being a martyr, that we are are kind of hanging on the cross for our kids, so to speak, right? This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Did you know that when you buy resources from Focus on the Family Canada, your purchase helps strengthen marriages, equip parents, defend biblical principles, and more? Plus, we carefully select every item, which means you will only encounter quality, biblically sound resources that are safe for the whole family. Help give back to Canadian families by shopping at Focus on the Family Canada. Find biblically-based resources for your family at shop.focusonthefamily.ca. 
That's shop.focusonthefamily.ca. Do you love to connect with donors? Are you interested in overseeing a portfolio of donors and connecting them with the impact their support is having? Named one of the best Christian workplaces in Canada, Focus on the Family Canada is looking for a full-time donor cultivation specialist to join our dynamic team in Langley, B.C. If you or someone you know feels called to serve families while growing in their skills, explore current job openings today at focusonthefamily.ca slash employment. You can get rewarded for hard work, patience, and even for making good decisions. Making a good decision when it comes to home and auto insurance starts with Deeks Insurance, a licensed insurance brokerage since 1981. You can save with their multi-vehicle discount, home and auto bundle offer, and even collect air miles, reward miles with every policy. They're also happy to reward members of faith-based organizations with preferred rates. Visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Okay, so that's mommy martyrdom. And I I think a lot of moms will identify with that. They're trying to do the best job they can do. Absolutely. But there is a point at which you need to reach a better equilibrium. Hmm. Right. Is that a fair way to say that? That's a great way to say it because I do think sometimes with mothers in particular, that we see it more with moms than with dads. Yeah, and that's why I talk out, about pour it. Out, pour it out, is. pour out, pour It is. And we want, we so bad want to be good moms. We want yeah. to lead our kids in the right way. But I think sometimes we end up trying to, to live vicariously through them sometimes and fulfill parts of our life that the child is not even supposed to fill. That's where we see codependent relationships that that really don't, not only don't serve us well, but really set our kids up for issues later on. And sure. so it's important in this book. I say this because I myself have struggled with each and every one right, of these peace of pirates. But we've, we've got to make sure that, that we have God first. And then if we're married, then our marriage, then our children. We have to keep things in, yeah. in biblical alignment and just not, not put, it's really, it's putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, but also on our children yeah. because we're looking at them to just to be our whole life. And yes, we as mothers make sacrifices for our kids. Absolutely. We as parents, do. This is part of being a parent, but we're not supposed to put them as an idol where we're just living for them and sacrificing everything for them to the point of neglect for ourselves. Yeah, that's a whole book right there. Yes. Okay, number two. All right, number two, clenching control is a big piece pirate where, and this is one I've struggled with so much, it's messed with me so much, just trying to control our children. Now, on one aspect, we have to discipline our kids. We need to have expectations for our children. You know, there needs to be some semblance of control. But I do think that sometimes when it comes to control, and my husband said it so good this way, where where this becomes an issue is when our kids are doing well, we pat ourselves on the back and we take all that credit. Aren't we good? Oh, we're just we are just <laughs> doing a great job, you know. Good job, mom and dad. But then when they're doing bad, we feel like complete and total failures and we take on all of that failure. Mm. And really, it's somewhere in the middle of all this, right? You know, God wired our kids each differently. Mm. They're going to have some things that it's really easy to teach them and to guide them and to lead them, and other things they're going to really rebel. They're going to really test us. And so as parents, we're constantly monitoring and adjusting and really looking at kind of how healthy our standards are, that it's not control for making us look good, you know, and I really struggle with this where I'd be out in public, I'd have these four rambunctious boys and they'd be maybe a little louder than they needed to be. I would feel like they're embarrassing me. Like right. they're embarrassing me. And I take that on and I would just really wrestle with that. And it wasn't necessarily about teaching them 
proper etiquette, so to speak, but it was the reflection on me. Hmm. And we all I, identify with exactly. that as and parents. I mean, ex- I think dads, you know, dads can identify with this too, but I really wrestled with that for a number of years. Yeah. It was like, do I want, am I really teaching them these things based on, you know, following the Lord and their character and the things that are, that last with yeah. them? Or is it just to make me look good? Because I was actually reminded of this. We had some neighbor kids that on the surface were very polite said their ma'ams and sirs, but then I would witness them because they were over at our house a lot. And behind closed doors, there was this major character issues. But on the surface, the parents loved all the ma'ams and sirs. They loved the pats on the back, like, oh, your kids are so yep. polite. And I told my husband, I said, listen, I guess on on the one hand, gosh, I would love it if my kids were always saying the right thing and we were getting pats on the back. But on the other it really is about character. I don't want them to be great on the surface and us getting all these accolades, but really in their heart, it's just not, it's not flourishing and it's all for show. We want to raise kids where it goes deep, where they really are living a life that is pleasing to the Lord and not, not just to please mom and dad. I mean, that's the goal is they want, we want them to please the Lord. Well, and another way of saying that too, is like you're, you're trying to shape behavior rather than shape the heart. Yes. And I think we in the Christian households, um, you know, we lean so heavily on the behavior, and that's important. Yes, you know, Don't yes. mishear me. But we've got to shape the heart because right. the right behavior will flow from the right heart. Exactly. And sometimes, yeah, kids can fool you by mm-hmm. providing the right behavior without having the right heart. Okay, yes. number three and four. All right, so excessive expectations. We talk a lot about expectations in this book, and they all interrelate because, you know, I mentioned expectations with clinching control. But really, I think that we have to take an assessment of what kind of expectations do we have for our children? And also, what kind of expectations are we allowing to be placed on us? And this is where that definition, that real definition of God's peace, shalom, comes in. Because I think sometimes we allow ourselves to be ruled by expectations, whether on us or the ones that we feel are being fulfilled or unfulfilled by our children or even our spouse. And so, you know, a lot of times in in the research that I've been doing, I found this, this huge just issue of expectation. It was nobody's ever listening to me or they're never quite doing it that way or that we maybe even put on ourself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we just have these unrealistic expectations for ourselves as a mother, or we think God's putting on us somehow. And so we kind of go around half-hearted feeling like we're failing, everybody's failing, and it's just bad. Like I remember Dave early in parenting, especially when we had multiple kids, he was like, sweetie, you are letting this just rule your day. Mm-hmm. It's like we are living or dying by whether or not these certain expectations were fulfilled. He's like, we've got to find a way to have peace in this. Like we've got to, we need to have good standards for our children. We absolutely do. And we have to decide that as a family, as a couple, and uh, make sure they understand that. But we also have to make sure, is this excessive or is this realistic? Is this something that is a healthy expectation? And if so, have I actually told them you know, how they can meet this expectation? Yeah. Or am I allowing, or am, I, am I allowing maybe other things to shape my expectations that aren't even really one of my ideals that I feel like is part of our family. I think it's just really good to take that self-assessment. Yeah, and it's good to challenge your expectations, Mm -hmm. right? And where the the source of that is coming from. Number four. And that really leads to number four. So this is a big one in our social media-driven world, and that's comparison chaos. Yeah, I think every mom out there, there's whole books on this. Uh, You know, we deal with comparison, whether it's looking at Instagram or just talking to your friends, maybe even your own family. Like you feel like in my family, it was always this way, and now my family looks this way. 
way. Like just constantly feeling like you're not meeting the mark because of comparison, not because you're actually, you know, talking to your spouse and saying, okay, what does God want our family to look like? Because every family is slightly different Mm -hmm. and really having peace in that. And I know for me personally, I mean, sometimes I just have to put down, you know, I have to put down the phone because we have to realize we're all showing our own highlight reels on there. Like I didn't take pictures of my kayak fiasco (laughs) and everything I said to my child and plaster it on social media because that's like my, one of my, you know, not great moments, but, (laughs) but I'm going to put like the day that the kid gets the award at school or, you know, has the perfect picture where everybody's smiling at the camera, which is literally a miracle. That's what I'm putting online, you know? And actually I was reminded about this by my child when we were going to an award ceremony, it was our second child, Connor, who didn't, he's a great kid, but doesn't always get academic awards. He's very smart, but not, school's not really yeah. his, his place. He, he doesn't love it. And so he gets this invitation and I was talking to my husband. I was like, oh my gosh, it's fifth grade. He's getting an award finally. <laughs> and so we go, I mean, we're all dressed up. Well, they finally get to the end of the ceremony and actually right before the end. And it was where I believe he was going to get awarded and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And it turns out it was just like a, you were part of this project award, okay? <laughs> like participation. And so, and I, I looked at my husband and I said, he is going to be so disappointed. He thought he was getting something, some kind of award that like mattered, you know? And I'm like, and it's just a, partic- it's like an honorable mention. Like, you know, we went to all this, built it up and here's this. Well, the next award was the biggest award of the day. And it was like the character award or something like that. And uh, they ended up announcing one of his best friends, Claire, gets the character award. And I see my son, Connor, after he received his participation award, he stands <laughs> up and proceeds to clap for his friend Claire yeah. and looks back at me and has such a just joy all over his face. Mm-hmm. And then after they dismissed, he ran up to me and he said, Mom, can you take a picture with Claire? She got the biggest award of the fifth grade. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, and I was like, good. I know I'm so proud of Claire. Well, when he walked off with Claire, we took the picture and then he's mainly with his friends. I looked over at my husband and I said, I can't believe that my own child understands awards and what really matters better than me. Yeah. Here I am as the mother, again, wanting to pat myself on the back because of whatever. And, and he's over here having such joy to cheer on his friend. And that's, to me, that was better than any award because my child could cheer on his friend, yeah. you know? And it just taught me, I just thought, man, I can't lose sight of those moments because, you know, they may or may not get awards, awards are great, but we have to really look for those, those signs of, of them growing in their character. What an amazing story from our guest, Ashley Willis, sharing from her book, Peace Pirates, Conquering the Beliefs and Behaviors that Steal Your Treasure in Motherhood. And we'll encourage you to get a copy of it from us here at Focus on the Family. Donate today, and we'll send that book to you. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. John, I love that story that Ashley told. It speaks to an issue that all parents struggle with, I think, and I think it's fair to say we all can be guilty of comparison. Mm -hmm. It's easy to look at how other couples are parenting or the accomplishments their kids are attaining, Mm -hmm. and we make that comparison. You know, they're doing better than I am. And when we do that, we miss the opportunity to recognize where our kids are succeeding and how their character is growing. We have to remember that every family is different, just like a fingerprint. So just uh, as Ashley said, we have to ask God what he wants our family to look like. Yeah, that's good, Jim. Uh, And we have these programs like today so that we can come alongside parents who are struggling 
in some sort of way. Uh, John, that reminds me of a mom who recently wrote to us and said, I have two teen boys, I can relate to that, mm-hmm. uh, 13 and 16, and my husband and I are having a hard time uh, teaching them to become responsible, respectful adults and to start letting go and giving them more freedom to make their own choices and mistakes. Your programs give me hope and helps me to know I'm not the only parent struggling with these issues. Well, first of all, if you have teen boys, all of us struggle with those <laughs> right. issues. And I just love it because that's the mission of Focus on the Family. It's why we're here, to help parents uh, and to give them hope for the future. That's why we're telling you about resources like Ashley's book, Peace Pirates, Conquering the Beliefs and Behaviors that Steal Your Treasure in Motherhood. And of course, you can order that directly from Focus on the Family Canada. And when you do, all those proceeds go right back into helping families across Canada. Yeah, our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we really do want to help equip your family in any way we can. So donate as you can and request Ashley's book when you call 800-232-6459 or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And tomorrow we'll continue the conversation with Ashley Willis about reclaiming joy in motherhood. We do need to know, like, God gave us these kids. It's a big role that we're filling But I think when we allow that to just rule in our hearts where love is supposed to rule, then we're missing it. We're missing the joy that's in it. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening today to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.